I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> It's been sitting at $76 for some time. Uh, and if that money doesn't come in soon, we're going to overdraft uh, because I am purchasing a collector's edition of the full series of Friends. Sounds like Lady Crime is doing that. It's five hundred dollars. Well, yeah, but I, in in the way that we all are, we do crime itself. Mm. So, I think purchasing that collector's edition is a crime. I think that would be laid out in an operating agreement. That we what do you think the collector's have. edition would have of Friends? Uh, it would yeah. have confessionals by Matthew Perry, mm-hmm. who you know it would have all the outtakes about of that like, family that he killed when he was driving his car. That's Matthew Broderick. Ooh. That was Matthew Broderick, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I'm um, sure other families would, were killed. I think it basically be every. I think it would be basically everybody bitching about working with uh, what's her face, Monica. Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky? No, I'm kidding. Not Lewinsky. Mon- what's joke. her What's her real name? I you forget. both said um, it though, which is funny. Arquette something, right? No, no, no. She's she's named or she's married to the guy who's in Scream. Yeah, that's Arquette. Yeah, R. Kelly. But her no. her last name is like a hyphenated thing, right? I didn't think so. Uh, it is. It's Monica R. Kelly. No, I don't think so. Where, where the fuck is the Where the fuck is the played by Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox Arquette. Ah, it's just Courtney Cox. We have to cut most of this, I think. Yeah. So, uh, happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Did happy you? Halloween. How did you? Did you observe? I observe uh, Halloween. I saw your um, clown costume. It's the only holiday that I observe. So, happy Halloween, and uh, you sent us an article about. Uh, did you see? The military Did you see how uh, the U.S. Shooting, Army celebrated shooting candy at kids. They shot a bunch of kids. They shot a bunch of kids. Yeah. The, US, the, Army. the U.S. Army shot a bunch of kids. They shot yeah. a bunch of kids. Oh, there's with... video. There's a video going around where they used the HIMARS, HIMARS. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's that fancy weapon system they keep sending to Ukraine. They put a bunch of candy in it and they shot it at a bunch of kids or in the same vicinity as a bunch of kids. And then all the kids are seen running around picking it up. And that's fucking ridiculous. I know it's silly. You know, in the notes I, I wrote that it was unsettling, in my opinion. But now I'm coming around to it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. The only thing that I think really they should be like Russian. I think they stuff. should do next year. They should do Russian roulette, but with whoppers. How, how much? How much do you think these HIMARS or whatever cost? I mean, paying, uh, we're, we're paying our taxpayer couple, dollars. Uh, are paying a couple to universal health care plans. Shoot candy at kids, and I'm assuming that 
it's the military's kids it's like their own their own children that they're shooting um i have no idea he was on it was on a military from. base right we're not we can't dox yeah i was in oklahoma but we can't dox children it's not yeah, their fault it's, it's, it's a little weird problem. it's a little weird but you so know what the rockets themselves the types of rockets that uh, lockheed martin provides for this missile system it's basically just like a vehicle mounted medium range long range i don't know missile launcher and the rockets themselves cost a hundred thousand dollars jesus and the like an individual system, rocket like one rocket like, one rocket like the individual rockets the things that explode yeah and the so, carrier expensive firecracker yeah the vehicle the launcher and the carrier appear to cost 3.8 million dollars as of 2020 wow my first house was one hundred and twelve thousand dollars. I could afford one rocket. Yeah, ours was I didn't yeah, buy it. Obviously, you can buy a one hundred thousand dollar missile. So how do yeah, you feel I had, about a, that? I had to qualify yeah. for a mortgage that's for still, one rocket. That's yeah. Well, that's still a steal if you think about it, because for less money than the house cost, you could destroy the house instantly. Yeah, I could. I could do that probably with like a couple of gallons of gas. Though, so like, which really at this point, thanks Biden, it's you know from it probably is a hundred thousand dollars from thirty kilometers away. Oh well, no, not from thirty. Com- from thirty kilometers away. Well. And does does that gasoline solution double as a candy dispensing I system? Could, I could call <laughs> someone from thirty kilometers away mm-hmm. and tell them to toss a match on my house that's filled with gasoline. It's too much work. I could do it right now. If you want to pay me hundred thousand, I don't think he owns the house anymore. See that? Oh, he he owns one of them. Is it more legal to burn somebody else's house down or your own house for the insurance? I don't money? think it's legal to burn anything down. No, but I'm asking about it's a gradient. Like one is certainly more illegal than the other. Yeah, I think insurance fraud is probably higher well, than, well, than just some, arson. Well, if if another person committed arson and you weren't, you know, the homeowner wasn't guilty of it, then yeah, the insurance should cover it, right? Yeah, we're just thinking yeah. like is so arson someone, is arson a bigger crime than insurance fraud? Oh, probably insurance fraud. I, think I bet insurance fraud is a higher yeah. crime. I think it would be considered a yeah. It's a I big think it business. Would be considered a higher crime. Yeah, you're you're, I think you're doing something to piss off big businesses. Like I believe it sh- and it should be insurance fraud. Yeah, the cops will come for that one. They'll actually investigate that. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it's cool that the they're gonna make the military eat poop? Oh, plastic, plastic. plastic poop. That's a wild. Yeah. Well, you know, this is what they get. What's nuts to me is like this is where they want to save money. Yeah. This is the place where you know we can't spend large amounts of money. Is on like what we feed people. It, we have to pay this guy out of what university was it? Michigan Tech. Thing, yeah. It's it? it's, it's nearby. It's Michigan Tech. Yeah. Well, it's it's Michigan. Not, it's not that close. It's a. Is that the um, UP? Houghton. Yeah. In, in the UP. The UP? Yeah. Yep. Keweenaw Peninsula. So this guy is uh, being funded by DARPA, the Department of Defense's. What's that stand for? Uh, the, the Defense Advanced Research Projects there Agency. You, you guys should know. I did know that. If you gave me a second, fun. you didn't give me a second. I gave you like probably three seconds if you play the tape back. All right. I'll edit the, it to make it sound like you didn't give me a second. They're being, that's uh, <laughs> slander? They're being paid nope. 7.6. No. This guy, hold on. He seems like a smart guy. I want to give him credit for the making our, our brave troops eat shit. Steven Techtmans. That sounds so fake. Steven Techman. Steven Techman of Michigan Tech. Tech. Techman. I used to have a. I used to have a dentist. T e c h t m a n n. I had a dentist that was Doctor Retainer. It's like, of course it is. That's amazing. No, you didn't. You're fucking with me. That's not true. It was. It was spelled different than than the device. Sorry, my squeaky floors. You got a burglar. Techman is a microbiologist at Michigan Tech, and him his his colleagues have done a lot of work in this area before. Apparently, the genesis of this solution was work that they did to try and make microbes eat oil from oil spills. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that's cool. Another fun cycle that we're in. The goal of this essentially, so they're both they're eat, they're either they're eating plastic or they're eating shit. I, the jury's out on that one, but they haven't tried it yet. They haven't tried to eat it, but the microbes are going to eat the plastic, and that research is commanding seven million dollars of funding. And I guess you know that's kind of nice because it's like you're getting rid of the plastic. You're potentially making food. What do you guys think? Are you guys gonna? Do you want some? Yeah, yeah. I'll try it. I'm all. I'll, you you, you know. It, when you're drinking alcohol, you're drinking the crap of uh, of yeast, so it's all Yeah, the but same. I've, I've gotten out in front of this, and I've already set the tone, and now everyone's going to be calling it uh, plastic poop. And alcohol has already been accepted by yeah. the masses, so you're going to have a harder time on the PR front there. I don't think so. I think I think they're already they're already starting to try and sell everybody on alternative foods. And they have been for a while. Environmentally, the the smaller your food source, whether it's bugs, eat chickens, the bugs, to, the pods. well, so the bug, know, the bug the thing the smaller is interesting because the, the more efficient it is for the environment. We were yeah, um, we were watching the the British Baking Show, and they were making Halloween treats, and he put crickets in mm -hmm. one, and then he used a cricket flower for another. That's one. worse than putting fentanyl in children's. <laughs> and um, by the way, and what was really interesting is that you know one, it's I think it's it's obviously more normal I think overseas than it is you know it's here, more normal but, everywhere but here. But everywhere but here but, but what was really interesting is like prue was like oh yeah crickets are you know they're a very good source of protein and blah 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 and this and i'm just like this just feels it's just being fed to us you know as like this literally you're yeah. going to be eating bugs soon it's and great. don't worry it's going to be good <laughs> it's going to be good for you it's fine i mean i honestly if you do it without telling me about it I'll be fine. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of how you, like I you approach eat. everything that I eat. The, the garbage that we eat on a daily basis is is plastic poop. I'm sorry. Well, most is. most food you has eat crustaceans. Anyway. You eat you know you eat lobster. You eat shrimp. It's it's just bugs. You know, pill bugs or roly polies. Exactly yeah, the same, same thing. Same family. I understand. Yep. I so I get that with my non lizard brain, Randy. But the part of my brain that is stronger uh tells me not to eat the bugs yeah well, that's gross don't eat that anytime you're eating like taco bell or any fast food there's probably some protein from a definitely like a meal i understand source i get it I get just that. just peanut butter has an acceptable level of bugs in it yeah it's just it's efficient and it's cheap and it, it's uh you really as far as the uh the amount of energy that you have to put into it to get out of it it's the best food source best protein source at least <sighs> what is this right. becoming Episode eight, watch what this drive. Yeah, Randy, you're we have uh, to shut down the border until we can figure out what's going right? on. Right. This is mm -hmm. the month two. Yeah. Month two. We really doing this for two months. We've we've really been doing this for two we months. We missed a week. We missed a week. You so didn't have to Drew, admit that, but what the fuck? What but the we fuck, did Drew. You just called us God out. Damn it, Drew. I tried to avoid that. Yeah, you fucking bitch. I thought we were about transparency here. Not on, not on the podcast, just everything else. All right. And then album on display. Uh, really can't read it. I know it says the band name right. The the whole purpose right is that you can't just, read it. I'm not gonna allow you to read it because then that's no idea giving what it I away. Said. It looks like minimalist. It looks like um like it, the structure looks like the type of structure that when conservatives are like this is what the communists want and they have like a picture of like nice affordable it, it, housing. It does look like that. <laughs> what did they call that? What's that called? What kind of architecture that's, is that? That's a for, that's a that's affordable. Oh, that's a uh, the brutalist is it brutal brutalism. I don't know. Yeah. I can't tell from this what is, distance. It's Farrakhet. Oh, I, all I know par, is it's different, and I don't like par it. Parquet. Okay. Farrakhet. Damn it, I knew it. Farrakhet. I was like, um, I was like Parakeet. They're on Discord Records, Minor Threat, Fugazi. That you know, mm -hmm. Yamakai's label. Really like angular. Still weird. not as punk rock as Taylor Swift. No, still not as punk rock as Taylor Swift. Um, they get like the math rock what? uh moniker quite quite often, but View from This Tower is the name of the album. And it's really really good, and I highly recommend it. 
I think it's like a late '90s, early 2000s record. It's really good. Speaking of music, Randy, I feel like you ignored my my message to you today. Did you send a message to remember, me today? It's um, been a rough day. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, I I was listening to this song by Granddaddy, and uh, mm. it comes on comes on I my radio. I did see that. I, I apologize. I did see it's that. It's okay. It comes on my on my like random playlists like very often, and uh, I'm always like, "Who is this?" And finally, I look at it and it says Granddaddy. I'm like, "There's no way that this is the same Granddaddy as the one we used to listen to in the basement at our former uh, Pet Supplies Plus place." Because I just remember, like, we would put that album on by Granddaddy, and it would just put us to sleep. That was the uh, the software slump, I want to say. Software hmm. something. I don't remember putting on Granddaddy myself. We used to, remember, we used to talk about it and be like, man, this stuff, this this makes you want to kill yourself. You know, just like. Are you sure you're not talking about, like, I mean, Antonina the Johnsons, we would. Perfume Genius, we would. Magnetic Fields, we would. Perfume I don't think Genius. I ever played Granddaddy. Maybe not. Perfume Genius. Maybe it was Perfume Genius. Either way, yeah. like I Perfume remember Genius, the Granddaddy. Uh, I, I still the album, remember the. Yeah, it was. I still rough. remember the Granddaddy album, the Software Slump, because it's got that like keyboard over a thing. And, and it is, Anthony and the Johnsons. Of course. Is someone who will take yeah. care of me? It's horrible. It's but like anyway, the lyrics. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's this, just, it's this terribly song, depressing. I liked that actually. I thought that was. I would yeah. listen to an album of that actually. It's super depressing. But like this song, Stray Dog and and the Chocolate Shake is uh extremely different i mean i know the band I, they're like classic I indie rock it was, it was probably it probably came on when i put on like indie rock you know radio or whatever yeah so uh some news out of brazil our brazilian comrades yeah speaking of spooky all these leftists coming to power in south america it's very frightening uh i for one am horrified and terrified of these results i i demand the recount how long do you no, think it's gonna lula's, last lula's back baby i don't know until we have to like do a war there so we have to kill him well yeah i mean it's not just it's not just lula i mean there's a, it is a larger movement and this is not the first time that this has happened in south america uh and we i think the cia needs to do something about it i trust the CIA stayed they already out of this are one. yeah they stayed out of this one i don't know if they stayed out of it maybe they're just losing their edge <laughs> what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's like, uh, like just nobody? Do you think that like CIA and intelligence agencies and other government organizations are like similarly becoming uh, incompetent as with like our organizational structure, like just with bloat and apathy? And no, I think you had a certain evolving quicker than people. I think all you the had people a, who know how anything works with hiring. I think you had a specific uh, administration that came in and gutted everything. Which one was that? Was that George was, W. Bush? That was Hillary. <laughs> Hillary Clinton did that. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton unilaterally. Barf, barf sacco crumbo. Yeah, she actually did it. From... Uh, she actually, she yeah, she actually wasn't the president, but because she can do everything, she did it. Yeah, she did it from from her uh, email server. Yeah, um, out of her uh, bedroom. No, out of, so the, out of the out of the out of the pizza basement. Yes, she was in a pizza parlor. Yeah, you guys are you guys are like Internet Explorer. <laughs> you're, you're Internet Explorer. As far it's as all, no, it's 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 Stark Brandon playing ten dimensional chess. <laughs> he is it's he twenty five dimensional chess. He's got anal beads in every Ooh. orifice, telling him every move. If they're not in your what anal, the are they are you still anal about? beads? <laughs> the the cheater, the the chess cheater. Oh, he was accused guy. of having an anal bead vibrating him like Morse code. I'm gonna be though. honest with you. I read. Did you not hear the, that? I just read the headline of the chess <laughs> cheating, and they really buried the lead on that one. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. same way that the cheater allegedly buried a sex no. toy. <laughs> yeah, I no, didn't. I no didn't. This is alleged. Asshole. This is allegedly. 
Yeah, sure. that, that's sure. how he did it. I didn't realize that that, Imagine that being was court for that. the accusation was that it was like a vibrator butt plug. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that's what the awesome. that's you know I'm you gonna think, I'm gonna be it's just uh, like strictly that's, that's, Morse. Actually, that's genius yeah do you <laughs> think it's genius. strictly Morse code or do you think it might have been um the frequency of the vibrates like if you hear like <laughs> if you feel like a a more bassy vibrate then you know or a really zzz, you know like a little shock I mean then. chess chess notation <laughs> is pretty easy so I feel like just a couple yeah. like three three pulses and yeah i mean or, yeah what like is it three dots and two dashes or something yeah it's probably like morse code and then it's just you know separated into two you know coordinates do, do you think that do you think that there's like one one pattern like when they were look when they were talking about like how they were going to translate the chest moves into anal pulsations uh how <laughs> like maybe there's certain patterns that the person that was doing the thing couldn't receive or they would instantly reached climax and so like they had to be really careful like you can't make a certain move now i'm imagining like a drama where there's that tension of like they know that he should be making a certain move but if they can't signal that to him without him ejaculating and so it's like how you know how important is this victory to you we're learning a lot more about drew right now than we are about the chess player uh <laughs> that i love chess mm-hmm you yeah. love chess and you, you know love the, you kind of get what i'm saying like is this is there anything here do you think this is like a do you think netflix would buy this idea yeah i think so i think you got a you got a plot it's probably better than 90 percent of the stuff that gets released on netflix i mean they put out the queen's gambit so yeah i'm sure <laughs> honestly if you okay i'm confused by how this i don't <laughs> i'm just thinking like of like he, names i can't think of a name i'm sure you guys you guys I, could probably come like that kind of has alliteration to the queen's gambit oh it's king fisher <laughs> I mean, right? It's right there. The okay. The buzz. Somebody explain to me why this is because chess is like all of the information is public knowledge. So, what information are you receiving? Is it just a better chess player that's giving you the like instructions? Yeah, and why is no, he in the tournament? Why, exactly. A, that's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> I'm like, why do you need? No, it's a it's a computer. That's what they were doing. Well, oh, I chess think computer. They, they probably yeah. they they probably loaded into you know load in his competitors moves. Yeah, actually, it, some of these people didn't even move, right? Or they moved twice or something like that. What do you mean? Some of the uh, um, competitors that went against this guy like resigned after a couple moves. Yeah, yeah. because he kept coming while they were playing against each other. <laughs> it was disgusting. Yeah, he kept it was coming. It, meaning I, he was moving his pawns I mean, into place like he was no, coming he after like them, was right? he was orgasming. Oh, like, okay. Like, like, I mean, I've seen I've seen Magnus Carlsen resign like after like two moves simply because he had to go take a shit and now i'm not even i'm not even kidding <laughs> that, like, that's that's, the, that's just that's, that's a legit thing that happened i like that that makes me really for one you didn't go before it i think breaks. he i think it was food poisoning or something oh, like that. Okay. He, right. yeah he just wasn't that sounds sus good. yeah no i'm pretty sure that like the whole thing here was that it it would have been fed into uh like a computer to analyze the best moves going forward and to analyze would, the best moves to analyze the the best moves going forward yeah. okay so i i just with this if a computer can play the game better than any human being why are people still playing the game well it can't play better than any human being i can play really really good but the computer still gets beat by a lot of these top people many like uh yeah I mean, now it seems deep, like deep blue was beat by what karpov or kasparov well, i think it's do you guys karpov. think that this will spark like an arms race in the chess industry of people trying to get bigger and bigger sex toys to with? yeah yeah no probably not larger and large like bowling ball size anal beads yeah yeah they have the so actual guys, the so, whole computer so they don't even have to work worry about connectivity the whole computer right. is just up there 
Yeah, I'm like, it's, like they don't know get on about like a, from Lua. A, they don't know about like Raspberry Pis, and it's like they're like trying to shove a, a tower up there. Yeah, I don't even know how we got that. We were talking about uh, yeah, Brazil. we were talking about yeah, the CIA is like pumping our rooms full of noxious <laughs> oh. gas to make us talk about dumb stuff. <laughs> we should be talking about the leftist revol- revolution, the communist socialist worker owned revolution is well, happening it is really good news i was very yes. uh uh surprised by that result with you know when you keep on hearing about the bolsoneros of the world really yeah you know, he's not he's everything. not admitting defeat though yeah but he is he's letting the uh the transition occur so he's just not conceding which is fine because that's just some arrogant he's, he's, do, he's doing what now he's you, he's, you, he's allowing the transition do, this is how we do elections yeah. now. you roboted out i don't even know what you said yeah i'm sorry he's he's allowing the transition to happen He's just not conceding, which, yeah. you know, whatever. They're, it's fine. But, they're, but the supporters, know. like like Trump supporters, are still blocking the freeways for the second day in a row. Well, yeah. Who the hell I cares? Do you, mean the, do you mean the Patriots? The Patriots, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that's I'm, actually the CIA doing that. Yeah, but, but honestly, like the Victor I, Orban I, and, and Bolsonaro and, you know, even what's his name? Uh, Donald Trump. No, no. The uh, you have uh, UK, MSNBC the British the Carl, prime minister. The, they've went through a series of right-wing idiots. Boris Johnson to what's-her-name that only lasted for like two weeks. And then the new guy, this rightward swing, hope, hopefully yeah, yeah. is uh, taming down a little bit. Can we talk about the UK bit. for just a second? Go right ahead, Drew. So talk about the, the UK. Liz Truss. We didn't get to talk about this because it happened very quickly. Yeah, that's um, right. Liz Trust. While Liz Trust was PM, the Queen died. The British pound collapsed, and just I think that's so awesome. She was the shortest-lived PM in history. Uh, How long? Of I don't know. It? I I love her. Why was she the shortest-lived so. PM? Because she resigned. She, got ousted as PM. Every, she really? like took over, and everything exploded. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think it was the pound that collapsed, or that the Queen died, and that's why she got ousted? I mean, it's got to be a little column A, a little column B. I I'm think. pretty sure it's mostly. Just well, column it was a, also she. B. She tried to enact the uh, some tax cuts. The the whole yeah. The that's economy, why the pound like, collapsed. Oh, yeah. it was the uh, the tax cuts for the rich, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah that's 100%. a really good yeah. move. Inflation is really high. Let's like lower taxes for, Let's for the rich. The money supply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, of course, always. But like the mm-hmm. you know that's not your move when no. when. <laughs> Inflation is is very high. You raise taxes, you increase rates. You want to slow the economy down. Um, and she was like, "Actually, I have conservative uh, brain poisoning, and I think that the answer is there just simply should not be taxes. Like there shouldn't be a government, basically. And I, I think I can imp- I think I can get there in six weeks without anyone really noticing or being upset by it. I mean, it was a good play. It just you know. I think she was a like a insurgent. Like I think she was a leftist insurgent. Did you guys hear about this? No, her parents is... have like disowned her political career. They're like they're not. I don't know. They're not like socialists, but they're certainly left of the average labor voter in the UK. And uh, yeah, like there's there's a rift there in terms of politics. And so maybe she never actually did. Maybe she's not actually a Tory. Maybe she's secretly she she. This is all part of her plan to collapse the the government. And maybe she also killed the queen. <laughs> I love that that she, maybe she also killed the queen. Um, allegedly, allegedly. This is very reminiscent of uh, Trump is a uh, Hillary plant. Trust the plan. Yeah, he has no chance of trust winning. The plan. Yeah. So I, I don't. What else to say about this? I'm excited for it. I'm nervous about what will happen. Uh, but it seems like there's a lot of popular support for these types of governments in South America. There's a strong tradition of it there, and uh, I think uh, they can lead the way, and uh, we can follow them that's the optimistic view and the pessimistic view is that we really need their oil very badly (laughs) (laughs) i mean we could just move to alternative fuel sources uh yeah no over a lot of people's yeah 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 for sure for sure 
Um, speaking of the Brazilian election and uh, misinformation, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Who, who yeah, is Elon fun. Musk again? So he's like, I don't know. I think he, he did like PayPal. He's, he's literally been the most mentioned character, I think, on the eight yeah, episodes he's like that a we pay, so far. He's like the, one of the PayPal guys, and he like I did his parents. Everybody's so, going to criticize us. Like these guys, these guys claim to be tech guys, but the only tech guys they know are Elon yeah, Musk, Elon Musk, Peter yeah, we Thiel. We talk about like the strongest man in tech. We talk <laughs> yeah. about like the guys who know the most about tech. The smartest. I think we've mentioned Bill Gates and Jeff Be- the, Bezos a couple times as well. That's about it. Just the big news. Yeah, this is basically our, our podcast. Our podcast is basically just knowledge fight, but with Elon Musk and yeah, exactly. He, uh, <laughs> he's the, he's in charge now. He's the big boy uh, at at Twitter. We were talking about this a little bit. How as soon as he took over, uses of the N word rose like five hundred percent on the platform. Like everyone is just, and you know, like a lot of that's just people being like edgy or whatever. But I do think that it represents something that is scary for a couple of reasons. The one the thing I'm most worried about is just that it's another nail in the coffin of like any any hope at a media or way of communicating with one another and mass way of di- di- uh, disseminating information that is not owned by like five people and one of five people one of five people yeah that that sucks the other thing that's scary is that yeah like I think he kind of occupies a weird space politically where he's not like explicitly right wing but he's kind of usually a right-wing darling the way that he interprets like the idea of free speech is much closer to like yeah. a libertarian edgelord than to like you know somebody who is trying to uh, fight the government through like uh, foyer requests or uh like protesters you know exercising their free speech it's it's basically just about the posters it's about the uh the people who want to like say insane shit about vaccines like that like that's who like is most deserving of free speech protections under under their sort of rubric? Uh, well, it's just gonna fight back yeah. against like uh, everything is just going to be flooded. Basically. It's going to be flooded with misinformation. I mean, he's already contributing to it with the whole uh, Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi's husband. Yeah, crazy turn on that conspiracy theory. By the way, within like hours, it's already he. It was like the first. Wasn't it the first thing that he posted? Like oh, after, oh, I don't know if it was the first after, thing he posted after after. after um, taking ownership but you know he reposted a story that was basically from a site that's even less reputable than like the national Enquirer or whatever yeah it's it's Um, like widely known to be a very yeah 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 it said hillary's according to this publication hillary's dead um and of course (laughs) you know maybe she's i don't know there's an alien imitator or something i don't know what 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 is you know the, the the coverage is absolutely ridiculous but the point is if you're just gonna allow nothing but lies and misinformation and mistruths on on the network then what what good is anything and and then the whole blue check mark thing yeah you know where he's going to start yeah charging. the whole blue check mark thing kind of like, kind of goes it's, into it's, that it just because... the, the coupled with that it's just going to be a nonsense you know yeah, like yeah. why even go well, he to also, twitter he's also changing like so now it's what eight dollars per month for the average user to get a blue check mark yeah and that's what he's lowered like, it the whole to point of it was in the last week <laughs> to kind of have like yeah, I know, right? On a on a whim, by the way, in a, in yeah. a, because a flame because, war with Stephen with King. Stephen King, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, but like the the fact is like that if everybody has a blue check mark, then it's just it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, anymore. cue the cue the syndrome thing. You know, if everyone's super, uh, yeah, nobody will be. But yeah, somebody no, I mean, made the, somebody thing, made the point that the real idea... that the reason that Donald Trump is real Donald Trump is because there was another Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, it's like 
Get a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for eight dollars a month, like he could really command the. I think a very powerful. Yeah. I mean, his whole thing is basically is misunderstanding. I think what the idea of verification is for. And I listen. I have no love for Twitter pre Elon Musk. I think it's, I think it's a shit website for the most part. Uh, I think it kind of always has been. Uh, it's not profitable. Like internal memos have revealed that. It's essentially a ghost town. It's largely bots. It's largely oh, yeah. like the, the thing that he's purchased is not really all that valuable, um, at least in terms of what you get for the money, you know, $44 mm -hmm. billion dollars for uh, something that it's a bot farm. I mean, it's a bot farm. And I mean, uh, the actual like metrics and everything, we obviously don't have sure. access to the real the real shit. But when, when you have competitive, everybody uh, flocking to other competitors, there's nothing really about Twitter that other than the specific Twitterness of it in the same, and this is true of like a lot of platforms, the unique way that people interact on it, the, for lack of a better term, the, inter, the niche internet cultures and, and everything like that. It's just, it's sticky, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's not that it, it does anything that any other platforms can't do or that it does anything particularly better than any other platforms do. It's just that people are already there doing stuff. Yeah. And, I've honestly found that like all of these platforms have migrated to doing things the exact same way you yeah, know and I mean, and, and basically like no i know exactly it's it's because they're so focused on the algorithmic shit that it's like it they're no longer what people want nobody wants like the like some something to determine what they think is the most important thing for the advertisers you know, do people like i want to see i know but I, it's like i want to see my posts in chronological order well, no. Yeah, no one, no, no, no. But your order. interests are being tailored because advertisers have an easier time targeting again. you. No, I know. I know. Well, I mean, that's the whole reason. That's the whole reason that, like, you know, you can only look at so many posts or so much of a post on, on the desktop or at or website versions of these things, you know, on mobile. It's because they, they can't target you as specifically if, if mm -hmm. you're not in the app. You know, so they try to get you to go to the app so that they can target you better. That's going to be less true, I think moving forward i think moving to pwas and web-based technologies they'll find um, a way might end up like people might return to form on that it's yes. actually the perfect transition to uh to to mr jack uh, dorsey's new yeah. idea can i say something else about the elon thing yeah go for it he he sure, does it. not understand i mean he doesn't understand a lot of stuff in this case i feel that he intuits that the blue check has become a status symbol mm -hmm. and it is a coveted thing by many people who want the thing and because of the way his business boy brain works he's like well if people want a thing i can give it to them and i'll charge them 96 dollars a year and the cover for that is that he thinks that there is basically like a cast system uh, with Twitter, where like you have the blue checks, the non-blue checks, and that's just such a wild, like interpretation. And I don't think he's like completely wrong about that. But he like the fact that you have to pay a hundred dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year for it. I mean, that doesn't make the caste system go away. It's more just like, oh, instead of uh, the like the quote-unquote experts deciding who is worthy of a blue check, which I think the original intention of it is essentially that you give it to people who would have a lot of impersonators to verify mm -hmm. that the information comes from that. And it's sort of changed to be taken on different types of meanings of like importance of status. Um, and his whole thing is like, oh, well, you know, like I can, it shouldn't be the elite deciding who has that status. Uh, you should be able to buy it. Like it should be something, it's like people that, anybody who has money essentially. Should yeah, which, to, which creates an, another level, it creates another level of, you know, group, yeah, like another reveals, group that can't, that can't afford it or doesn't want to afford it, you know? It 
betrays his overall ideology because for all that talk of like free speech and like the masses and those like that kind of like populist rhetoric that he sort of tries to attach himself to tries to be this like man of the people i mean a very specific billionaire man of the people exactly like it's classic that classic story and uh he but like things like this happen and the the mask kind of comes off and it's like well what you actually mean is that like you are a man of the people who will give you money essentially. well he, he's 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 that man of the people that is forcing his employees to work 84 hour weeks to get these changes done uh, or they're fired yeah. So. yeah the engineers that are supposed to implement the paid blue check yeah, all shit. of the stuff like yeah, I, no i just it's i'm crazy I'm, to me the like the sort of like the larger scale ideological shit is is fascinating yeah. to me and it also it kind of plays into why he like because i think by most accounts he overpaid you know at 44 billion dollars i don't think it's so much about the money i think it's an, it's more of an ideological project mm-hmm. um, sure. that kind of feeds his ego and it's consistent with like the type of shit that he espouses with the space stuff and that like a lot of his buddies espouse with the space shit is this like like long-termism quote unquote where you're like okay our responsibility is to not worry so much about the present about the current state of things it's to do things that maximize humanity's potential in the future in the far far future uh so colonizing mars and then beyond colonizing the solar system and going on and onward um yeah that's just cool i guess in theory but it does give them an out to be like no no i'm focused on not just the lives of the people on earth now i'm focused on far far bigger far much more important things the the lives of all the people that will come and it, I don't know, that's just so hack, you know, like, yeah. you're gonna, like, first of all, like, yeah, right. Um, like, this is it's so transparently just this way to get out of it's, it's, it's a it's a way to justify to yourself and get yourself out of that cognitive dissonance of how is life so good for me? How do I have so much and these people have so little? Well, I must be some sort of a savior that's tasked with ushering in a new golden age of humanity, not um, not helping poor people now. That's ridiculous. Overall, I think it's just proof that he doesn't that's, that's do anything. A, that's such small, small mind. It's such small minded thinking. He just yeah. doesn't. Well, yeah, of course. He, he's yeah, got no, like he's SpaceX, not, not boring Tesla. He doesn't do anything, so he's like got all this free time, and now I'm just gonna go and carry sinks around at Twitter headquarters and you know fire a bunch of people. Yeah. It's just it's it's I mean, so he's a megalomaniac like any of these yeah, guys. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. I think really. Yeah. In the end, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that that. Go ahead. I just think in the end, he's just trying to prove something to his dad. I think he's got daddy issues. Yeah, the Maybe. the interviews. You should probably put like put something like one of the clips from his dad in the. Yeah, his dad is not impressed like, yeah, no, like, with his success. He's not him. impressed that his fu- that his son is the richest man in the world. He's like, well, yeah, of course, we come from great stock. You know that kind of. I mean, his dad is an absolute racist piece of garbage you can just tell just also a it, maniac also also, also a maniac a, yeah. a psychotic it's yeah. a you know apartheid like straight up emerald mine, the whole thing it's so obvious he thinks he's you know god's gift to, well, he also married um go ahead everything he married yeah, god's gift to everything yeah. I, there's there's some like some the, the latest his latest wife i think is um there's something weird with it i don't want to speak out of turn you know, I'm honestly life. surprised that most of like the Twitter employees haven't just fucking quit. A lot of them. Oh, they they probably will. But, know, but it I takes also, a little while to line things up. But I also know I was reading this thing where someone said that you know it's kind of like 
that's like a plan, right? Like Elon basically came in saying he's going to fire 50% of the of 75. The, well, whatever of the workforce. And then, you know, you, you basically just like create crazy deadlines, increase man, mandatory or create mandatory overtime. And then it'll, they'll kind of like call themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay them severance. Yeah, exactly. They'll yeah. just quit. And then that's I mean, a, he's already that's, got, he already has like Tesla, Tesla engineers working over there. Yeah. I, that, I that, that's well. a, that's like a standard kind of strong man acquisition technique. Just installing work your own the shit out of yeah, exactly. You just come in, you just crush everyone, force them to quit. The thing about it is, like, what are you paying forty-four million for that, or forty-four billion? I yeah, for. exactly. The brand name. Well, that's interesting. I think. I think the part IP? of it is he basically. Yeah, which is one of the things where he because he did make that comment about the or it was reported that he made a comment about getting rid of seventy five percent of the people or that that was in the works that was planned, and then he also but he denied that he declined that on the mm. record and there was also the he he's also walked back you know how aggressively he was going to make it just you can say whatever you want on the platform because both of those things damage the thing that he just bought the if yeah. if it's going like advertisers we saw this with YouTube and like which is the real it's not. Like the the crazy thing to me about like the like woke leftism like ruining the world or whatever like I do agree that like neoliberalism is uh, making the world a shittier place and making it more annoying to live and do things uh, especially for poor people, but with this like culture bullshit, the vast majority of the issues that the everyday conservative person walking around using the internet has is a direct result of capitalist function where. You have all of these advertisers who have a bunch of money who want to put it on platforms, not next to uh, aggressive hate speech. Mm-hmm. And so th- because of the fact that their money is what's funding these platforms, they have a great deal of power in saying, hey, like we're going to pull out if you don't do these specific things. Yeah, it's what happened to Kanye. <laughs> Well, no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's the same idea, right? Like you say some dumb shit or you allow dumb shit on your platform and they're going to pull out. And, and, you know, yeah, and, but the reason and, but, for moderation policies is, is, is not because, you know, they, it's not so much ideological and they kind of couch it in ideology because then they get to make it not about the money. Um, and it happens to be like generally good. It's just like human decency of like, Hey, we probably shouldn't like let Nazis be just like spreading this shit. We should, we should not be the facilitators of, Nazi hate speech hitting the the eyes of thousands of people online. Yeah, and I think I think part of what uh, Elon doesn't get, or maybe he does, but I don't think he does with some of the things he's been doing, is that you know Twitter, like the customers are the advertisers. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to cater to them, and if the advertisers, like you're saying, start leaving, then I mean, honestly, Twitter's completely worthless at that point. Yeah, you're not going to make it you know, from eight dollars a month. Because obviously, we're the No, because the people the people are. are are the users of the product, you know, we're being sold to the advertisers. And if they and if he's not making the advertisers happy, if it's a place that they don't want to actually advertise on, you know, whether it's from the rampant racism or Nazism or woke leftism, whatever, it's going to collapse. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's why he walked yeah, back for sure. in his comments and he said, oh, no, we're still going to moderate stuff. You know, it's just yeah. going to be like, but it's like most of your moderation rules are a direct result of just the marketplace essentially mm-hmm. deciding what is and is, is like what advertisers are OK with and what they're not. Yeah. And that was Stephen and, King's point as far as, you know, if the, the reason that, you know, you have the, your power users, your blue check marks, those are the people that others are joining the platform to listen to or to hear. So they should be the ones getting paid, not 
not getting charged in a lot of cases yeah that's true like it's it's much less about yeah yeah twitter has twitter has like economic value in its ability to be a platform for advertisement and also in its social graph essentially so for firms that want to buy data about the mass numbers of people and organizations that are using it how they're interacting what those things look like because they can use that to drive some sort of value and so at the end of the day you need a a platform that is useful to those ends and you can't do that unless you implement moderation and moderation is inherently ideological it's just that the prevailing ideology is going to be whatever the center mass of capital decides is uh, acceptable um, which mm-hmm. is generally downstream of what the average american or average person that that capital is trying to use for a workforce and for uh, a market for their their goods and services thinks and, and believes but don't worry because jack dorsey is going to fix everything for us <laughs> exactly again. That's a perfect I, transition. I love I love how, you know, our competitors, anyone, <laughs> like any anyone, anyone that's, you know, is trying to like data mine people or get, you know, it's a provocative idea, privacy or whatever he, he's. Yeah, yeah. Except that he like helped create the problem. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? I know. Well, but you can he's so, gone now. Okay. He's di- he can distance himself from that. Yeah, I just he, I, I just don't know. No, hold on. He still has equity in Twitter. He's, he has equity. In, he did not. To, to, as far as no we know, he did not. He did not cash out. Yeah, no one knows. Just, no one knows, Drew. Like, stop, stop doxing him, man. He did not cash out his Twitter. And him and Elon Musk are like good buddies. And like the the one of the reasons that this deal even went through in the first place is because Jack like greased the wheels. It, this is just two two bros and with similar ideologies. Like Jack also practices that long termism bullshit, the Mars cult shit, and the. But I'm not clear on what Blue Sky is, really. Uh, I can tell you. I can tell you right now. It's a competitor to any company trying to own the underlying fundamentals for social media or the data of the people using it. So it sounds like... Which is hilarious because that's exactly what it would be. My understanding... Competes with himself. It insists upon itself. My my understanding of what his thinking here is that whatever Blue Sky is will be to social media what SMTP is to email. But it like also in a web three way. So like it's gonna be it's not a, a platform as much as it is a protocol. And it's like a shared protocol that I think he thinks he can get everyone to implement. Uh-huh. Um and that will f- like fix things in ways that have not yet been described to me. Um, or or maybe is I mean I, I'm, on, on the I'm, fact that- I'm on to what you're saying, but my theory is it's not necessarily a protocol that the other networks have to sign on to, but it's a protocol that users sign on to prior to signing on to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever. Think of it in the terms of like a proxy or a VPN. It reminds me. Like where you, you would you would sign on to the yeah. service yeah. as like a bubble around your data. So that is now your user account. Almost like if you if you log in using your email address, instead you log in using this, this uh this object that is what, what blue sky and now blue sky can be transferred over to these different platforms and somehow that will Presumably protect you using the blockchain yeah yeah it reminds me of like in the early 2000s when we when we when we had like several different like chat clients like you know some people were using like icq or you're mm-hmm. using you know google i mean maybe it wasn't google hangouts at that point but um you know uh, aim and then there there came several like of these chat clients that basically integrated all of them into mm-hmm. their single thing. And then you could communicate with all of your friends and all of your platforms in the same friends list, you know, and it would just show a little icon on what platform they're using. That's kind of like what it 
feels I mean, like to me. It never like, quite worked like something that, like that. They would for, always claim that those, those those clients that mixed. They would always claim that it worked like that, but it never quite worked like that. No, but like like the you couldn't idea, have you couldn't have a, you know, if, if Drew was on AOL Instant Messenger and Carl was on ICQ, like you couldn't like have a three way. Yeah, you know, it would it would you no, you'd be jumping around no. and stuff. Yeah, no, I I had one that did that. Oh really? I, yeah, I, I thought I, it was always. You could get like a central dashboard where the messages came through, but then you would have to jump into the disparate platforms in order to actually have the conversation. The one that I had, like it was, um, it was just a single application. Uh, and then like, no matter what platform my friends were on, I could, uh, just double click into it and just message them directly as if I was chatting normal. So he wants you to believe that he's like competing with these social media platforms when in reality it will probably be some version, some form of piggybacking on them. And. He wants you to believe that he is like the counterculture to these organizations when in reality, whatever this, the business model of this thing, and maybe it's, maybe he is like, it's, he's so ideologically driven that the money is, is not an option is, is not really a concern. Like at least in terms of like the direct money that he could make on something like this. And then it's all downstream from this or derivative of this. Uh, and so this could lose money or whatever, or this could, um, be they in nonprofit, it could be some sort of like non uh corporation thing because those leaked Elon versus Jack texts were basically like Jack saying stuff to the effect of Twitter's original sin is that it was it, we made it into a company mm -hmm. rather than a public good, which is very funny because I guess the solution to that is to further privatize it. And in this in this case, I guess Elon Musk owning it makes it more of a public good than traders on Wall Street owning it. Which, in either case, they're not public goods. It's, it's Everybody's like, up for public service until you get offered forty four. He he didn't really mean public service though. He he meant that he doesn't. It's the common refrain of CEOs to complain he about. Means it be, he, he's talking about quarterly it. profits he, he's, he's, he's and shareholders, and and you know, and, and yeah, yeah. He's deploying public service in the way that Web three guys deploy that exactly kind of terminology. Yeah, which he doesn't mean you. He like doesn't mean mean John which, John Q public. He he means like his fellow venture capitalists and and CEOs of companies and billionaires and or tech bros or what have you. He doesn't mean the average person. Yeah, but they couch person. it in this in this humanitarian they they couch it they they, yeah. they couch it in this humanitarian populist language though. Mm -hmm. And they can sort of obfuscate their true ideology by trying like making it this global thing when in reality I don't know. I, I mean, if you want to build a plat like what the social media version of the email protocol, I'm I'm a big time hater of email protocols. I think email sucks. Uh, I don't think it's good. I think it should be done away with forever. So I don't think just having a protocol that is common and shared. It also reminds me a lot of that comic where there's the people that say, or the, the two stick figures, one of them says, there are far too many standards for this. Yeah, we need one new standard yeah. that unites them all. Exactly. Yeah. Now there are n plus one standards. XKCD. I think that the yeah, there's an XKCD for everything. It's it's kind of like the uh, what? It, there's a, there's another thing where they say there's one of those for everything. It's like either the Simpsons or you know Rule Thirty Four. There's always a XKCD for something. There's the one that I saw of them talking about the blockchain and voting and how shitty of an idea that is. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I, I mean, another part of the ideology of this is that they're all the libertarian types. They don't. 
you don't need a government. You need a, a de- you need this decentralized autonomous organization that's uh, handled by smart contracts and by protocols. Uh, there, the 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 mistake that the fundamental mistake that anyone who actually buys into these things is making is thinking that all human problems have technical solutions, which they do not. The like content moderation is a perfect example of that. Actually, it's really interesting uh, that you bring it up. I was just listening to something on NPR and I didn't get the chance to listen to the whole thing. Um, or maybe I was reading about it on Reddit. I don't know either way, but it was about um, these landlords using um, like AI software or software in general just to uh, increase rent. You know, so basically it's yeah. like, and, yeah. and they were yeah, all Drew, kind of getting Drew sued. All was, these companies yeah. get sued. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Drew. But no, yeah, it's can, just, but it's the same. It's about. the same idea because, like, you know, you, you know, one, they were getting sued due to like, I think it's like collusion. But two, it doesn't take into account like the needs of people. Like, it's just, it's like this it's ruthless. It's just ruthless mindset of just like no rents need to be raised well, instead of like figuring out like what needs to happen. But that has to be under the capitalist model. That has yeah. to be true. Everyone but, has to look out for themselves. And yeah, but I think that. Yeah, but I think the biggest issue that comes with those types of things is that, like, you know, those types of, like, software and models, like, they they only account for those things because that's what they're programmed to do. You know, it's like there's no, there's no like empathy like involved in creating the program. So it's never going to account for it. You know what I mean? No, no. And it's not the goal of the program. They can use whatever language they want to try to obfuscate that. But the goal of the program, the goal of any, they're just automated consultants in the same way that the consulting industry at a high level exists to allow companies to collude. It's the classic McKinsey fixing Canadian bread prices thing with Pete Buttigieg. Uh, although he doesn't legally speaking i think we might have to mention that there's no direct connection between pete and that there's that you know they're just connected through mckinsey but we have antitrust laws we have laws against different people in the same industry conspiring because they own 100 percent of something so take housing for example with landlords they own all the stuff so in theory they could price it as high as they wanted and that would be in their best interest as an organized group of people uh the government said that sucks and that's obviously a recipe for bad times so we're not gonna let you do that and so then you have these middlemen these consultants that come in and they're able to uh say things without saying things that Mm -hmm. can sort of help move things in the same direction Mm -hmm. to help organize that ownership class uh without them having to expose themselves to that liability of doing it so directly uh the same reason that they hire consulting firms to come in and do their firing for them they, well, you know, well, the consultant said we have to do it, so we have to do it. It's not our fault. And the just the next, the obvious next iteration of that is by letting robots do that. Because at the end of the day, oh, it's, you know, it's the Andrew Yang bullshit where it's like, oh, it's just math, you know? It was just this. And so that's how you end up with these like technocratic hellscape nightmares for the vast majority of people where everything is ran by algorithms, not for your benefit, but just to know exactly how much you can be milked for everything that you're worth yeah. without. It's you know, sad. It's, it it's horrifying. It's yeah. terrible. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. I think there's in that same the thing that I sent, they, they talked about how there's a similar thing that's been going on in agriculture yeah. for some time. And it's kind of prices. funny that you mentioned like, that, you times. know, we have these antitrust laws and, you know, these businesses are not supposed to collude. But like, it still seems to happen, like not even with consulting, but it still seems to happen in some industries. Like, for instance, uh, or at least I feel like it does, like um, dealerships, like car dealerships. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're pretty much getting you're not really getting like a different price no matter where you go. I mean, well, there's, some, the thing. there's some things that, that like they might be able to like wiggle it on, but overall, like they're all setting the price at the same fucking this is, thing. This is the thing that I, I think a lot of people 
miss, especially people that are the people that have a sense, excuse me, that something is weird and wrong and there's like a group of people that is out to get them and that are all working together like this cabal mindset this very conspiratorial thinking so that they're not wrong about the overall i guess shape of things that are happening yeah. they're just wrong about how and why it's happening yeah no i see that so like the with stuff like that it's not so much that all of these people get together at a meeting and they say how are you know we're going to raise these prices we're going to make sure that people don't pay you know lower than they need to for certain things it's just that these things are natural incentives that are built into the system for, for owners of private capital because yeah. their interests tend to be aligned so they tend to move in the same direction and it opens feedback loops and everything gets caught in that dragnet and there's some outliers but for the vast majority of companies if you're not ruthless somebody will beat you and so everyone mm -hmm. has to move in that same direction and so in and and, and then that's also true of uh, the way of where that interacts with government, of of government yeah. corruption, of of all those types of things. Some of it is direct, but uh, some of it, some some people have are, are generally handled. Or a small number of times, it's very direct and explicit. A small number of times, there's good intentions and maybe some good that can come out of it. But the vast majority of the time, it's just everything on autopilot being ran algorithmically towards whether with or without computers towards this natural end of further and further consolidation of of wealth and power and all of right. the the things that come with that and you what do you do with that you can't uh, under this system you can only put band-aids on it yeah and i think one one thing that you didn't or that you didn't cover there is uh you know that ruthlessness also just makes for really good tv oh yeah i mean and, i know you probably want to talk about succession no i wanted to talk about uh i didn't want to talk about anything specific but if you look at like like John Tapper, right? That guy's a piece of shit. I'm going to say it right off the bat. But like that whole Bar Rescue show is exactly what we're talking about right here. If you've ever watched it, it's, Not you know, it's just he, it. it's, it's, a, it, I mean, he just comes in and he just like, he's ruthless with, with everything. Like he'll, he'll fire people, he'll change everything, you know, all and in the end, it's just to get more money, you know, and that it doesn't really matter, you know, and it's, there's no empathy involved in whatever because it's right. just the whole point is just capital. It's math, baby. Yeah, and math it in service math. of what though? You yeah, know, profit in service of what? Of yeah. Of, <laughs> I mean, we all kind of are. And it, sometimes it's weird because the people that are in those positions, the CEOs, the shareholders, the very wealthy people. I'm not giving them a pass here, but that behavior is demanded of their position, and they are they they find themselves in a world where that is in the same way that we have certain things that are demanded to us in our positions and we have to make moral compromises uh they do the same thing and so i think mm -hmm. it's important that while we do all have individual responsibility and those of us that have more power and more wealth have more responsibility than others i'm not to get to uncle ben on it but the you know great, great power great responsibility yep. mm -hmm. but i i think it's just important to to note how it's not about it being bad people in charge it's the systems themselves the systems themselves and us we are just cogs in those systems and obviously the people with more power deserve more of the ire deserve more of the the pressure to do better but at the end of the day everything is going to trend towards hellscape under the current system yeah. i was just going to mention that jake tapper guy He's destroyed a lot of those bars that he's uh, rescued. John, John Tapper, right? John Tapper, whatever Tapper's his name a is. CNN guy, isn't he? Yeah, he, well, like, the bars were already failing, but, like, the success rate of that show is, like, really fucking low. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe after, like, 
a couple months, their profits go up. But there's a lot of things that you can't fix with a facelift and a few firings, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a new menu. And and most of the time, those people just, they're already done. You know, it's like, you, sure, new facelift, people come check it out three months later. It's it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the data on that. It's it's not good. I remember this one show as long as we, the... or episode that we watched that he renamed a bar to the corporate bar because it served Jesus a very downtown corporate audience, you know, corporate uh, clientele. The, 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 mm-hmm. And it was Patrick like, yeah, that's Bateman exactly bar. that's exactly as like a as a worker. That's exactly where you want to go after work is the corporate bar. Uh, yeah, it's going to work out real well. It reminds yeah. me of like all of the games, and Carl, you talk about this a lot, that are designed, like they feel like jobs. Games, um, yeah. Those, right, and and so like the metaverse, all that kind of shit, people are like, oh, we should gamify work. We should, you know, continue yeah. to blur these lines of, of work and recreation. Mm-hmm. Or um, the things that we enjoy in games, we should introduce to our workplace. Like, and that that's, goes with the metaverse as well, or Second Life or what have you. It's like... Oh, we yeah, like yeah. to do these things in games. You know, we like to build and and explore a three D sandbox or what have you. Let's let's take that and let's put that into uh, the corporate environment. Yeah, yeah. Which honestly is them telling on themselves about how how little value they actually produce at work. The the people that are kind of in charge of those visions, right? That are that are pushing for these types of things because people that do jobs, you always and people that are good at their jobs. It is about finding your groove. It's about finding your the way that you can operate at a decently high output without killing yourself. And so finding all of your little personal, like what works best for you, like the shortcut for you. So any prescription of, you know, this is how work should be done. This is how it's going to make work better. It's going to make it more fun. It's much more personal than that in, in most cases. And especially like, because they're, they're, they're targeting office workers. Like they're not, you know, th- these aren't things that are built for, for service workers. These aren't things that are built for people that are working in the Amazon warehouses. It's made for people with email jobs. It's, it's made, it, it to doesn't make help. You feel... it, doesn't, it doesn't do anything really for them. No, no. It's just made to make you feel like you're not being exploited. Yeah. No, yeah, the, no, I'm like, nerf, no, for sure. Like, and... I mean, yeah, n- like, oh, we, we're, we're a fun, we're a fun family oriented company over here. We shoot Nerf guns. We have salty snacks all over the place. You know, we buy pizza every now and then. So our employees don't mind when they're putting in 10 hours a day. What's yeah. that BP? It's Is that a bomb? Is someone being robbed? No, yeah, no. Yeah, and that's a, that's a crazy. really it's a really good point and it's it's and i don't know like is how intentional it is because we were also talking about how there's these unconscious systems that drive these types of behaviors and these types of pushes and i i literally think that it's that the people for for many of the people that are doing these things it's not an intentional attempt to usher in a corporate panopticon hellscape i think for many it is you know the, the people that control those levers of power but for the middle management for the people that aren't as close to that i think it's the lie that you've been describing, which is that it's it's because, you know, work isn't fun enough. There's, you know, we're not having as much fun at work. There's not enough connection between you and your coworkers. There's, you know, it's it's not, there, there can never be any question of, wait a minute, why are we doing this? How can we help people work less and get more out of it? Because that's not a goal. That's that's That can't be a goal. No, the goal is literally all of your friends are here, so you should be here too. Yeah, it's the same reason that you know yeah. Google offers the uh, nap pods and yeah, they they just uh, want you there longer. Rooms. Well, they're taking those yeah. away. 
Don't worry about that. That's fine. No more napping. No more napping. Get out of here with that bullshit. Uh, Speaking of useless shit, though, in in the office, uh, Drew, did you fill out your timesheets today? (laughs) Apparently, you were the last person in the entire company to fill out your timesheets. I feel really good about it. And now now I have some people bugging me, going, like, and it's become a weekly thing. Can you nudge Drew? And I'm just like, what do they think? It's the last segment. My my immediate response. Carl bitches about work. Yeah, my immediate. Oh, nice. Yeah. My immediate response is like, I'm not his dad like you've sent him several emails like i mean like if he's not responding to you then what makes you think he's going to respond to me like <laughs> yeah and i for me and, and honestly i think if i tell you the only reason you actually do it is because we're friends and you're just like oh, i feel bad just like no, giving that's right. him this drama <laughs> that's true that's true and i it's because it's, it's not like i'm i'm not intentionally not doing it it's just i know i mean you're part just of it is like it's well it's not even that because like i recognize it doesn't actually take that long to do it but it's just this i don't know I, it does there is like a negative feedback loop here because i mean it's bad vibes for because sure because like i very often i'm not in a position that i'm signing off i'm just kind of like sitting around waiting to see if anything else comes in yeah no i hear and, you like i'm just i'm like on call like more all or less. the time yeah and no, so like you. there's not i don't have an like I don't there's not a point in time where it's like I'm signing off yeah well you, know? you should just create a point in time that you sign off no I get that I understand that but it's yeah. also that also comes with the territory I think it is mutually beneficial to all of us yep. where like I'm not working straight eight hours you no know? I'm, and I'm I'm, I'm with you out. I do the same thing there's a certain time where I sort of sign off but then if something comes in within another set couple of hours then I will I will happily yeah. just but it's jump hard back to have that like because I, I yeah. what, because what they're thinking is well he can just do when he signs off but that point in my day doesn't generally exist yeah or no if it does it's i'm going to bed now yeah that's why like i think for what i typically do in the situation is i i literally just like every week in the morning on mondays i make sure all my comments are added for my previous week and then i submit it copy it over and just put eight hours on some random project for the r- just hold it week. open yeah but i yeah but, and but i hold see, it open the fact that you can the fact that you can do that tells me that it's all bullshit anyways no i know it is and well. So, it like, is one hundred. So then, so then, then that's the other component. That's so that's the other component. That's like my more ideological. Yeah. No, of course. Which is that like this is this is stupid. This is like performance theater. And do yeah. you want accurate information because that's what you're saying? But you're not yeah. going to get it by doing this. No, 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 no. I mean, obviously, I think it was more important um, this time around simply because they're changing systems. No, but... I get that. I understand. I I totally get it. This uh, isn't me bitching about something that happened at work though. Uh, to Randy, when Randy said, you know, Carl bitching about work. What what honestly like what I'm what I was really pissed off about was this. New project that we got where the creative just decided to just take a turd and just roll it downhill and just throw shovel shit what just literally shovel shit i'm not gonna say but what? they shut they, they yeah sorry they shoveled shit over the wall and basically it's like i had i had a bunch of questions when i saw it and then i in the meeting every question is just like well what do you think's best just do what you think's best and i'm just like i don't want to fucking do that like that's not my, my job to come up with like the best thing to do here like your your design is bad just do it over kind of thing i said randy about this like my i think my very first comment to randy was there's just no ownership for this project whatsoever it's a very common pattern and it's it's maddening yeah. and it's so maddening because it's like it, it's been going on for 20 years like i've been in this business over 20 years and it's not nothing has changed we've gotten better like we've gotten more productive gotten more knowledgeable more savvy but that area of the pipeline has not changed at all there's always it's creative as always thrown shit over the wall and 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 they continue continue to do so and it just drives me crazy they don't know tech shit they don't know how to hire for tech shit we are the only people that know how to tech shit so those connections are messy this was just straight up bad design man i mean you i I should show you this it was just so bad like you'd be like you you just have 10 questions right off the bat 
and then they don't have answers for it. Make sure you vote in the midterms. Yeah, definitely. Oh, can we? We should. I actually had a thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah, two seconds. My thing was about Prop Three because, like, me and me and my partner were me and my partner were going back and forth forth on it like oh you know it's you know you've got both sides of the fence it's like you see um you know the the lawn signs that are like it's terrible for women but also it's great for women and then you get the mail that says the same thing but like so we read it we read everything and honestly for the most part right everything seems great like it seems like yeah these are these are definitely good things that we we should definitely put these into the constitution you know but like there's that one thing in there that talks about allowing the state to regulate or step in for you know, abortion related things. And it's just like, that's that one thing. How's that, that just like Allow the, allow state to regulate abortion after fetal viability, but not prohibit if medically needed to protect a patient's life or physical or mental health. So that falls under about 24 weeks, which, you know, is, that's not aggressive enough. I don't think like that's, I mean, I'll take it, but yeah, the, exactly. Cause there's currently nothing. But that does leave the door open for the state to be like, oh, actually, I do actually have an interest in, you know, deciding whether or not. Yeah, exactly. And I know there's I know there's like another another line and I'm, I'm failing to find it right now. Oh, wait, maybe this is it. Well, it's yeah, it's the, the, propo- to the proposal says that for the purpose of the above provision, a state interest is compelling. Oh, OK, wait. So, wait, wait, wait. so the proposal would add Section 28 to Article 1, provide that every individual's fundamental right. OK, so it was the an individual's right to reproductive freedom could not be denied, burdened or infringed upon unless that action was justified by a compelling state interest achieved by the last or the least restrictive means and like i could see how people might think that like that is kind of confusing but i mean that just sounds like boilerplate to me no it is boilerplate but i think that's the biggest issue right like i mean everything else is great no no i as far as this bill like i think everything else is like good like yeah and i understand this is supposed to be a common sense middle ground right but it's just like having the state have any say in it whatsoever is the is is really gonna yeah i I think that the proposal definitely should be more uh encompassing obviously vote yes i think the the, we can say the official we uh, watch this drive position yeah. on proposal three is vote yes on proposal mm-hmm. three but it should be more aggressive in protecting the right the reproductive rights and uh, the rights of privacy and, and things of that nature the state should not have an interest in that really yeah uh, i feel like the the only reason that it's in there is just so that it gets people on the right to vote yes on it and then yeah, but like the, i don't in, i mean in, if that's true hope, that's that's brain dead that's well asinine. well no but like in a hope that if like you you flip the state red again or whatever that then they could just be like oh well we have a we have a state interest in every fetus now <laughs> you know it's just, yeah but i mean that but then you're, you're know, just in the just, same position that we're currently in anyways we are and we aren't like if, if they tried to use that as a loophole and like a wedge point then yeah like, this does not give them any additional power that they wouldn't already have yeah i mean now well but now I, I mean because this this kind of like gets rid of the uh 1931 law or something like that the, yeah that, the, it's straight up just bans abortion right so right right and so i mean yeah but yes but i i think that the problem with the oh it's too confusing it's too extreme like Obviously, any right-wing person is not going to vote yes on this because the the campaign is basically just you map. If you're pro-life, you vote no. If you're pro-choice, you vote yes. Like, that's really it. Um, And I think that actually because of that, this bill could have afforded to be more aggressive in the protections that it grants because, I mean, take even like a a red, an existing red state like Iowa, which went to Trump by like, I don't know, 20 points. They had a, uh, and I I don't know if it's Iowa or maybe it's Kansas. I don't know. One of those states had a amendment uh, basically that would ban abortion at the state level and it failed by an overwhelming margin. And so, 
even if people are voting Republican, there is way more people that would vote Republican that would vote in favor of a sweeping pro-choice bill or, or would not vote in favor of restricting women's right to choose that like, I don't know, I, I think like, I, and I think that they, this is they could have reason. been more they could have been more aggressive with it. This is another reason that the, like the the Republicans won't win the midterms with the margins that they were originally anticipating. I don't think because they really overplayed their hand because the vast majority of the country, even in red states or most red states, I guess, wanted um, wanted Roe is v. not pro life in every every circumstance. They they, yeah. they are sympathetic towards pro choice arguments. They're okay with not allowing abortion until they need one, but they don't want an outright ban on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like most, I think that probably most like Americans are like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, abortions are sometimes justified, whatever the fuck that means. So if yeah. it's like, but obviously, like, if you are actually pro-choice, then you recognize that it the at the end of the day, the, per, the only person that really is qualified to make that decision is the person carrying the fetus or their along with their their physician and or their family or whatever the fuck. It's not the government. It's not it's not any of that. There's no political interest. Not real. The, the political interest is in using it as a wedge issue and amping up your base. But the thing itself should be viewed as normal health care, which is just a yeah. decision that people make with their doctors, essentially. And if I if I have read proposal two properly, that's also a yes vote from our from my perspective. That's just the right. That's just voting right stuff. Oh yeah, that? yeah. We, 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 we went that over that. Yeah, a couple episodes. But what was ago. what was one? It's a term limits measure. Voting yes would apply a flat twelve year term limit to lawmakers' tenure, and strengthen financial disclosure rules for state elected officials. Uh, voting good. no would change nothing. I mean, right now they don't have term limits, right? Uh, I uh, do not. No, they can serve they up do. to six six years in the House and eight years in the Senate. So what? That's fourteen years. Yeah, it looks like this just reduces that. So it does not seem like a big deal. I'm I am interested in the financial disclosure. I think that that's good. Yeah. Um, I've never really been a big like term limits will solve everything guy. No, um, no, neither have I. I, I, I actually think what? that shorter term limits are always beneficial. I, I, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I understand the argument that you'd want to, li- you know, limit totalitarianism or whatever. But that's at the not same where time, most totalitarianism comes from. Yeah. No, at the but same I, th- time, I thought I thought that like the big thing with term limits was that, you know, going to the original intention of, you know, of these representatives is that they were supposed to just kind of like, you know, serve, serve the, the public, you know, and it wasn't supposed to be a career, you know, it kind of gets rid of the whole career politics. Yeah, I, I disagree, because what happens is you end up getting new reps in there so often that they have to learn the job. Yeah. And then they, they're not as effective. Like, no, think I get about, that. Think about, yeah, any 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 job that you've ever had. Your first six months to a year, you're probably completely useless in the, in the grand scheme of things as far as a strategic vision. You know, you, you have yeah. to really kind of like get your feet wet and get, get in there before you can really affect any sort of change. You're blank, you're blank slate. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. I, I agree with that perspective. I was just saying, like, I think that's like where a lot of people like, see the term limit thing is it's just yeah. i'm in favor the, of the, term limits for poli- I'm, I'm in favor of term limits for politicians that i don't like i'm in favor of <laughs> term limits i just don't to know zero. What, what the length is though yeah i don't know I don't, what the length so i don't, I, I don't I know think, how long I, it takes I think to like, my, no like, I, 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 don't I don't think two years is enough i don't think four years is enough like how i mean you know i don't i don't want to lose the good politicians like, or not the quote-unquote good cop good politicians that we have by setting i don't know i just i don't see term limits as a thing that really solves for much because yeah. the yeah i could see that the corruption and shit like the the bad stuff that happens like ultimately if you if let's think about it like a, in terms of a representative democracy if the if, if you if the goal of your government is to you know most accurately act out the will of the people like if it's like if that's your goal in your government then a term limit 
has the potential to restrict the women with their term or whatever. Yeah. I feel like the biggest problem with with that is that in a lot in a lot of cases, you know, the you know, even in, in like a, a state that's primarily one side or the other, it's just that nobody nobody runs against, you know, that that person. So it's like yeah, but, but even the, if but, e- like even if they were gonna vote, like even if the whole population was gonna vote one way or the other, they only have one choice because no one's gonna run against that that one guy. Yeah, but that's more or, of a, that's women. more of an that's an indictment on the populace yeah, more than it is. No, uh, it's it, well, it is. It's just that it's just that like if people aren't going to run against them, then the, a term limit would force people to run against them. Not run against them, just somebody like there it would it would force their kid to run. Yeah, maybe. Like I like there's it's just another person that just mirrors that same person. I also like, I, I, I also feel I also feel that a lot of representatives don't actually vote necessarily in the interests of the people they of represent. They don't. And I, also, not, I mean, I, I'm saying that I, kind of like, no, I know. And I, and I I'm, that assumptions that I made about like, oh, your government should reflect the will of the people. That is not what our government is for sure. No, I, I know. But like, and, and then also I, I don't feel that, that like once they, once they reach a certain age that they are, are in touch with the current I know it is, but it's a fact. But, like, I just don't feel like, you know, like you, you get people like from like, you know, that are like 90 years old, like at representing like, a, you know, a population that's mostly millennials. It just no, doesn't yeah, make people, sense. Like when you can see people that are like clearly like geriatric and like, yeah, uh, at, the, at the, the steps of like becoming senile, those people like this is just a it is not a question of like having empathy towards them it's like they should not have their hands on the triggers like they no. just should i'm sorry like no, they, should. they shouldn't yeah and i think that most people would agree with that but i mean to your point about nobody wanting to run against them you know it's politically infeasible like if, if you're a democrat in california you're not gonna run against diane feinstein she's it's you know she that's that's her spot it's yeah. much more about it it's it's the government representative democracy that we have is about power it's about exercising power and who's sh- giving people power it's not about funneling the will of the people you have so age adding limits. a term limit you have age limits on air traffic controllers because yeah, no i y- y- you know like reflexes and, and what yeah, reaction like, speeds there's absolutely no reason to not have age limits on politicians totally, yeah it's fine that's totally yeah fine. I, mean, I, just, I understand there's one guy in particular that i'm really I, I would like to carve out an exception for yeah bernie sanders but, no. No. Bernie Sanders can serve until he's like in the same way that he also gets an exception for my money rules. Yeah, that's totally fine. Uh, but the the I'm, I'd be totally fine if his chief of staff votes for him as long as the chief of staff is cool too. But the term limit thing, I just think is like such a because some people will say like, well, if we have term limits in there, you know, like the corruption's gonna go like all this. It's like no, no, because th- th- that's just that th- that same way of thinking that it's the people that are in power that are the problem and not the system itself. Yeah, you're not I, changing, yeah, you're just you're just changing the, the guard. The, the thing I, that I don't bugs think me. That, the thing that bugs me about the whole term limit debate is look at the president and the Congress. So you have a president that serves four years and then the Congress on the opposite two years is going to, you know, completely turn over potentially. Mm -hmm. So you have a two year span and during the election cycle. So you're actually, you know, campaigning and, you know, the president's going to jump in like Biden's doing right now. He's jumping in to all these really close Senate or um, congressional elections and he's going to jump in and he's going to take like six to eight months to go on the campaign trail and debate. So basically he has like, what, 14 months, probably even less, maybe even less than a year to actually affect any sort of change, even though, you know, he was elected by the people. So yeah, it's close it, to, it, I mean, it's just, and, and then rinse and repeat. So after that cycle goes, then Congress, maybe he loses the majority, maybe he, uh, he retains it, it doesn't matter. After that, there's still another cycle of, Oh, churn, 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 and then and then he has to run for re-election. So there's, which only benefits 
corporations or moneyed interests because now they don't really have to yeah they don't have to spend any time or money or any uh energy whatsoever to actually get their agenda passed all they have to do is just touch base every two years four years or what have you and you know dump a bunch of money into what have you and they get what they want it's a pathetic way to to run a country i mean yeah but the idea that like the government even now has more power than like capital like the that the issue lies with government is i understand it like it is but it is any of the bad shit that the government's doing it is at the behest of capital it is oh yeah that's and of, that's not what i'm arguing what i'm arguing is yeah. that the government if anything is the only stopgap the only prevention that we have of capital behaving badly the only lever you could potentially pull yeah that's that's it i mean it's either our wallet so uh protesting or uh, boycotting rather not protesting boycotting on mass a specific industry or corporation or what have you With or labor as well or labor or um electing officials so you're you're basically allowing this quagmire of oh we only have a few months to actually enact anything to limit their effectiveness over it's, the power of corporations so it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's bureaucracy in service of exactly stagnation Mm -hmm. exactly and And that's why like trump was so effective when at the the beginning of the podcast when i I mentioned you know there's a certain administration that came in and gutted everything that was so effective for moneyed interests because he basically Mm -hmm. um i i I can't remember the exact stat but he fired so many people off the state department intelligence uh, like he just came in and slashed all these you know these government employees in order to affect some sort of like budgetary whatever and effectively making the bureaucracy even worse yeah. Because yes, fewer people. Oh, the bureaucracy would run more efficiently. No, but they're of still not. responsible for the same shit. Yeah, Those exactly. Of course not. It's just in the hands of fewer people. There's there's no way that they would be able to even affect anything at the any sort of change because they you know there's half the people at the State Department. There's they're not going to be able to do anything. They're not going to be able to pursue conflicts of interest or, or, or labor stuff or what have you. You know, it's just basically a way to gut everything and and. And allow corporations to yeah, run I've actually, completely as, free. As your president, I will personally see to it that I disband uh, the thing that hurts middle class, hardworking Americans, which is the real estate fraud investigations unit. Exactly. Exactly. At DOJ. Uh, I know that everyone's been asking for this. Uh, everyone is. So I will make sure that we get get that corruption out of there. That there will not be yeah, anything that's going that's, against the uh, uh, the Trump corporation. I am going to gut and uh, effectively allow myself to run. <laughs> they all do this. Yeah. Th- I mean, like the if it wasn't Trump, it would be somebody else. It was like the Bush Cheney White House did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the just to it like at a smaller scale and in different places. And it's so I, I shy away from like focusing so much on individuals and trying to focus more on the systems and like the priorities. Because to your point, yeah, uh, Trump was able to get a lot of shit. To, like technically, the amount of stuff he was able to do and move around was high that's not a value statement on it but the reason he was able to do that was because it conformed with the money and interest mm-hmm. which are the things that are actually driving so as long as what you're doing is good for the people with the money you can do whatever you want if you want to do anything if if, if in the case of the democrats if the democrats are feeling forced to do even the bare minimum by their base then that is an extreme uphill battle you know that is something that takes you know just a so much time and it's like you need exploratory committees to form exploratory committees 
and delay and stall it out until the next election so you can maybe blame the other guys and it's like that's just so transparently the system that we have that like talking about oh how are we going to like like any any conversation about like large sweeping governmental reforms if there's going to be any efficacy to them it has to start with the relationship between like capital and the government but I, I'm not optimistic about that because that has been baked in for the last 250 years. Like that's yeah. what this is for. It like that's what the system is designed to be, and it's just the natural extension of that. Um, it's just the further gutting of the public sector. There used to be a slightly better balance, I guess, but obviously because things demand growth, the only way to grow is to screw more and more people over. At this point, because we can't actually make anything, we can't actually we're running out of things to grow into. We're out of free land. We're out of free resources. So we can only expand through fucking over poor people and invading other countries. And we've actually moved on from poor people to children. Yes, and? Yeah, seriously. Have I, have I, I mean, I'm sure maybe we discussed it last time, but, you know, I, I don't remember. But, like, you know, I just read recently. I think I think we did discuss it. There's this, this one state, one school in one, some state that, like, if kids can't pay for their food when they reach the checkout, mm -hmm. then they take it from them and they throw it away unless it's like one of the things that they can, that's prepackaged that they can. So it's like they can, they can fucking afford to throw it away. So why not just let the fucking kids have it? I, you know, it's fucking stupid. You should because let you the kids you have don't, it. You can't make a decision if it doesn't make money. No, I know. Well, this, I know in cat in, in under capitalism, you don't make food an abundance, you know, of food to feed people. You make it, you create the abundance of food to make money. It's fucking stupid. It's perfectly anyway to end it. Yeah, that's a really positive note to end on. Happy Halloween. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the fucking truth. Well, that's why we have to hand out candy because... You know. That's why we have to shoot candy missiles. Isn't that kind of a funny thing, though? Like, we won't feed kids, but one day a year, we'll fucking give them treats. They just come and extort us for candy. Yep. All right. Episode 8. I mean, it's the same thing with Christmas. I mean, it's Watch us drive. All right. Until next that's, week. That's going to do it.